The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Chevalier Dunlap Wamba founded Pink Mahogany in 2005 when she began to notice the scents of once favorite fragrances changing without notice. Amidst these changes also came an influx of complaints from those whom she conversed with. Frustrated with the inability to wear or use certain fragrances due to adverse reactions such as headaches, rashes, and other allergy-like symptoms placed urgency on her quest to create a line of products that gratify the senses without the addition of some of the less than desirable ingredients. Through her research and many forms of trial and error, Chevalier claims to educate and provide transparency, all while helping others feel more confident about using fragrance on their skin and in their space. Family, let's welcome Chevalier Dunlap Wamba to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family, we have a special guest here joining us on the show today, and I'm so excited to get to do this interview because we're going to talk about something pretty important um, to entrepreneurs and something that we hadn't really talked about in detail before. Um, So before we get into all that, I want to welcome Chevalier Dunlap Wamba to the Minding My Black Business podcast. So welcome, Chevalier. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a true pleasure. So before we get into our questions, can you introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you? Okay. Awesome. Uh, my name is Chevalier and I am uh, what you would consider a niche fragrance designer, which just means that I work on a small scale, um, small batch perfumery. I specialize in perfumes for both men and women and I also have gender neutral fragrances as well as home fragrances and diffuser blends that are essential oil-based. And uh, one of my reasons for doing that is because uh, we're branching off into the diffuser blend. There was a need or a request for a more holistic way to kind of clear your space, clear your head, um, be able to sleep better, and to also focus better. So that was, that's the newest addition to my collection. Mm-hmm. And I am on social media on Instagram, PM underscore fragrances, as well as on Etsy, Pink Mahogany with an extra H. So it will be P-I-N-K-M-A-H-O-G-H-A-N-Y. And I'm on Twitter as well, PM underscore fragrances. Nice. So that's like a very specific business. How did entrepreneurship find you? How did, how did this all happen for you? Well, I, as far as the perfumery aspect, I started wearing like scented lotions and uh, my mom wouldn't let me wear perfume per se, unless it was a special event when I was younger, but I would wear body sprays, lotions. If she was almost out of her fragrances, she would kind of just toss me the the almost empty bottle just so I could get get a little bit of the smell. <laughs> and uh, my teachers would always tell me how good I smelled, even in elementary school. And so it was, it's always been a part of my life. I grew up in a very rural area, 
um, in a city called Longview, Texas. And I was always exposed to nature. We had a berry bush, so I was picking berries. So Fenton has always always been an integral part of my life. And from there, uh, once I got a little bit older, I started researching about how fragrance was made. And then I thought it was a bit overwhelming because I couldn't find the information that I was looking for. I was trying to figure out, well, who makes these fragrances? I know they don't just come from a manufacturer or come from a uh a, a larger plant or, you know, I wanted to know who were the actual people mm-hmm. behind some of the fragrances that I liked. So that took years actually, because, you know, back in, I guess the early nineties or early two thousands, it was kind of difficult to find what you would call noses or mm-hmm. perfumers. Mm-hmm. So I kind of dropped that uh, research and eventually picked it back up when I started teaching uh, back in 2000, around 2006 or so. It just never that ne- the desire to want to know more about fragrance never went away. So I finally picked it back up after my sister-in-law was telling me about a, a site where you can get fragrance samples that you can't necessarily find in mainstream stores. Hmm. So I started browsing there and I was able to figure out who these noses were and who the perfumers were behind the fragrances. And it just kind of turned into a rabbit hole situation mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. The more I learned, the more I wanted to know, and then I said, well, you know what? I would like to try to experience creating as well. Didn't know anything about anything other than what I like to smell, but I didn't right. know the technical terms of essential oils and uh, different essences that you could use for fragrance. So from there, it just led me to uh, more research and more creation. I started taking online courses through Perfumers World. They're based in Thailand, but they have um, they also have a branch in L.A. So I started taking those courses. They were free and it allowed me to really dig deeper without having to spend a whole lot of money to get the knowledge that, that I wanted to obtain. So uh, 2011, fast forward, I created my first fragrance in the PM fragrances collection, which is a men's perfume. I know when you say perfume, people think that perfume is for women, Mm. cologne is for men, but that just means the strength of the scent, the eau de parfum strength which is about 15, uh, 15 to 20% perfume, and then the rest would be the carrier, whether it's an oil or alcohol-based, which mine are alcohol-based. So 2011 came out with the first fragrance, and from there, the, the rest is history, as they say. Mm. Okay, so of course I have like a bajillion questions based on <laughs> what you just said alone. Okay, so can you help us lay people who are not in the perfume world? Um, and, and you did sort of break down some things which created more questions in terms of the difference between perfume and cologne. Mm-hmm. Um, a noser, what, is that? what does that mean? <laughs> what is a noser? Uh, a nose is just the person who is the creative, um, uh, the creative director, if you will, behind a fragrance brand. Um, it's kind of interchangeable with the word perfumer. Oftentimes they will be the same person that actually creates and actually creates the formula for a fragrance. But there are some noses that just kind of lead the perfumer to what they want. So they're working in, they're working in tandem or hand in hand with the perfumer to create a desired scent. So yeah, that's, that's just another interchangeable word for a perfumer or designer. Wow. Okay. Okay. 
Now, are there spaces, because this is like a, do yeah, you're opening, exposing us to a whole new world. Are there spaces mm-hmm. where perfumers and nosers get together? Like, do you all have, like, conferences? Or how does that work? Or do, are you, yes. <laughs> yeah, per- perfumers and noses are, I mean, there are conferences that are geared towards um, fragrance designers or towards perfumers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them take place on the East Coast. Um, but the majority of them that I know of are out of the country, but they are definitely available. Of course, you have to register to become a member of some of them because they are exclusive. So when you say it's a whole different world, it is. It really mm-hmm. is its own world. And, and like I said, it took me years to figure out. I'm still finding out about uh, different ways to connect with other perfumers outside of social media or just events that we might hold ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's a real big deal. It sounds like it because I think, you know, um, I wouldn't even think, you know, as you talk about this, that it, there are so many steps and that there it does originate with a person. It makes sense mm-hmm. that it's just saying it, um, but that a scent would originate with a person and then just go into mass production. Um, mm-hmm. You, I just, you know, kind of mind, mindlessly pull things off the shelf or, you know, put things in my cart when I'm shopping online, that sort of thing. So this is mm-hmm. so cool. So how diverse would you say is the world of, is it perfumery? Like what, what's the official type? Yes, it will be, it will be perfumery. Okay. Uh, how, how man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, well, see. It's it's becoming more diverse, I guess, because of smaller brands being able to break into the field mm-hmm. with the the option of social media and having that opportunity to reach more people as opposed to just trying to open up a brick and mortar store and hoping that the customers will come based on, you know, a number of factors. But as far as diversity, it could still it still needs work. Like I am uh considered to be Texas first female niche perfumer of color. Wow. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. But I mean, it's, it's definitely um, an honor, but on the flip side, it also just lets me know how much more diversity needs to happen because there are a lot of, of individuals that are in the fragrance sector, but they don't necessarily get the acclaim or don't have the, the ability to have that reach because of just lack of access to resources or premium ingredients, premium materials, um, you know, a number of factors, schooling, the funding for the schooling. It's there, as far as I know, there aren't any scholarships for the perfumery school. So there are a lot of things I could go on and on that could create more of a right. diverse um, uh, uh, culture, if you will, in perfumery and fragrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, so, I mean, what you're saying sounds kind of like, so I always kind of walk around with the notion that us Black entrepreneurs are everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and when I mean everywhere geographically, yes, but I also mean in terms of the, the disciplines that we're in, that we are everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so to hear you talk about you being the first uh, uh woman of color, not even black woman, but woman of color in Texas, um, mm-hmm. to, to spearhead this. Um, one, I'm excited, and you're right, that does sort of mean that 
something has happened along the way that either people don't know that this is an option for them or don't have access or resources, that sort of thing. And it reminds mm-hmm. me of a conversation I had earlier with another entrepreneur um, who's a beekeeper. Um, she's a black female beekeeper. And so I think sometimes, like I, I can imagine me as a young child, never even thinking again, like these are places that we can be um, in terms of, mm-hmm creating fragrances and being a beekeeper like it's just so right. phenomenal <laughs> to be able to, right, talk to, right. to talk to you and hear you doing this thing um so you mentioned something earlier that made me think that maybe are you a serial entrepreneur have you done other business are you doing other businesses or have done other businesses as well um i have tried my hand at uh what you would consider multi-level marketing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it was not for me Although the products were, you know, were on point and I did enjoy having the ability to get them at, at a discount or wholesale pricing. Right. But I, I've always, you know how it is when you, it's, when it's your baby, then yeah. you are going to have a different outlook or if it's your business mm-hmm. and you thought of it or the creator gave you or downloaded it to you, mm-hmm. it just, it just hits differently. So I think that's why I've not necessarily delved into other businesses per se, unless it was related to my own, if that makes sense. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so right. There there is a different level of of ownership, uh sometimes even motivation if it's mm-hmm. if it's your brainchild, um, versus right. um, you know, someone else's or you helping with something or yeah, I completely understand. Um and that's kind of a nice segue into my next question. So as in your experience in being an entrepreneur, what has it been like in terms of being able to manage your own um, self-care is the best way that I can think about that. And so when I say self-care, I am talking about sleep. I'm talking about being able to kind of eat throughout the day, have an exercise regimen, those types of things. What has your experience been like in being able to do those things? Ooh, <laughs> I think <laughs> the word roller coaster would probably be an understatement, <laughs> but it has definitely been a challenge. You know, I'm a mother of twin boys. They are four. Oh my and, you know, prior to that, it was easier to yeah. manage okay. self-care. Like, you know, I could just pick up and go and get my nails done and, right. you know, go and wake up early in the morning before work because I was teaching and mm. just be able to have an hour to do those things before going to a job. And now with them, it's like I really have to be creative. And I, I'll be honest, sometimes my self-care gets put on the back burner because I'm mm. so busy focusing on okay what do they need okay they're hungry okay they need this and they're you know they're boys they're energetic Mm -hmm. they need constant stimulation they're very intelligent so sometimes I forget I'm like I look at my toes and I'm like oh my lord did I wear sandals today like this (laughs) oh no I I gotta do something about this this is not this is not cool so I have to actually physically schedule that in if it's Mm. even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes to myself Right. My mom is, is very instrumental in helping. We're in the same city now. My husband and I relocated so we could be closer to family to get help with our boys when they were little, you know. Yeah. So 
having that village to say, hey, Shay, you need to, they call me Shay as my nickname. You need to go and and take care of you. Just go, go to sleep. Even though it's hard to do do that because I'm Mm -hmm. constantly thinking about, okay, what do I need to do next? Even if it's not necessarily about myself, but what do I need to do next about my business? It's always in the forefront. And you know, we as women, it's hard for us to turn off our brains, even when we're trying to go to sleep. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. so I, I was using my own uh, diffuser blends to, to help. So it, uh, it's just schedule, okay. scheduling that time, scheduling that time and saying, okay, this is my time. Even if I have to turn my phone completely off so that I'm not getting any Instagram notifications uh-huh. or comments, so I will respond to them. Then the next thing you know, it's two, three hours and I'm behind schedule. So right. it's, it's, it's been a struggle and I'm still, I'm still working on that. So yes. it's yes. a constant work in progress. Yeah. I find that that's, that is the same for everybody in terms of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. that we all are constantly working on self-care. Yeah. And so you mentioned sleep. Have you ever experienced like insomnia in terms of like your business building journey? Has that ever happened for you? Oh, yes, definitely. And, and and it's kind of a blur between just being a night owl. I think most people who are right-brained creatives mm-hmm. are night owls right. as, as far as what, what I've experienced. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we function better when other people are going to sleep. So right. that could be, it could be a little bit detrimental when you know that you have to get up early the next morning, but you can't shut your brain off and you're trying to, but you're excited either about a project or you're just thinking about, man, this is, I could do this. I could do that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll I'll get to sleep and then I'm awakened by an idea or something that I forgot to do. And so I'm up trying to make notes and (laughs) trying to get back to sleep once I make those notes. And it's a little difficult. So, yes, I, I've definitely um, experienced insomnia um, with entrepreneurship as well as, as having challenges that are related to entrepreneurship and personal challenges that cause you, you know, just cause us to, to try to work things out in our mind. But what it does is just keeps us awake and we never enter that full state of, of rest. Right. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that um, I 100% agree with you in terms of like the night owl and creatives and, and that piece for sure. One thing mm-hmm. that I've heard from people um, is that sometimes they don't recognize that their sleep patterns are off um, or that they are sleep deprived or dealing mm-hmm. with the insomnia. So for you, how did you how were you even able to recognize that your sleeping habits were were off? I I was I was lethargic during the day when I should have been highly functioning and I was wanting to crash during the day. I wasn't able to be as productive as I wanted to be to complete the tasks that I had on my schedule for that particular day. So I would just sleep mm-hmm. and then I would wake up again. It was just like a vicious cycle. My my whole circadian rhythm was off. So when I should have been sleeping, I was awake. And when I should have been awake, I was sleeping, but it was hard for me to, to get to sleep. So I had to kind of reset my, I guess, my clock, if you mm-hmm. will, mm-hmm. and just force myself to start shutting down earlier. Now, again, still, I don't always <laughs> get, get it right. But right. Um, and then I noticed that, like, my skin, I mean, my body started talking to me. My skin would start getting dry in different places and mm-hmm. And I wasn't drinking enough water. It just, it was one thing leading to another because I wasn't 
taking care of of myself. So my body started reacting. I hadn't dealt with eczema in years. My eczema flared up. So I knew, okay, I need to get more rest. I need to drink more water. All of those things go uh, go hand in hand. So for me, it was physical manifestation of symptoms, things that I had not dealt with in years, as well as just being tired, literally yeah. tired during the daytime. Yeah. Yeah, you you bring up some valid points that when we are sort of struggling in an aspect of our health and a dimension of our health, that oftentimes that doesn't happen in isolation, that other mm-hmm. dimensions are also impacted as well. Yeah, that's a that's an important tip for sure. So yeah. I'm so this might seem like a strange question, but I think you might see where I'm going with this. <laughs> are, okay. are, uh, as a fellow night owl, I'm I'm asking this question. Are there or have you found there to be any benefits to to being sleep deprived or sacrificing sleep or as as your business as you're building the business, have there been any benefits to that? Well, in in my case, because mm-hmm. I have two two small ones, mm-hmm. my night my night owl is when they are asleep. They're already asleep, so I actually get a chance to focus without worrying about okay, do they need something? Are they hungry? Are they okay? What are they doing? Are they in their rhythm? What was that noise? You know, all, right. all of those that, that that mothers are in tune with when our children are awake. So, to me, yes, mm-hmm. uh, that is one reason why I continue to function well also at night because they are asleep. So it's quiet. If I want to read and actually retain what I'm reading, I can do that. But I do put a limit on it now. I don't just stay up until I fall asleep. I try to shut it down at least an hour after they've already gone to bed. Okay. But that it does allow important. me to see. Yeah. It allowed to me, it allows me to, to get just those small things done that are, to me, it's a part of my self care. I like to read. Those are things that I enjoy. And I think that that's important to to do things that you enjoy that may not necessarily uh, have anything to do with physical self-care, but just mental self-care uh, as well. So those things help me to function during the day by being able to do some small things that I still enjoy, that I enjoy doing before motherhood and that I enjoy now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it sounds like you are saying that there are, moments when you'll sort of indulge the night owl in yourself um (laughs) (laughs) but but with limits and i think that's important Mm -hmm. too to highlight that yes uh i can't get a lot done when everybody shuts down and goes to sleep because then there are fewer distractions and i can sort Mm -hmm. of fully let my creative flag fly um yeah but i recognize that that could sort of go on for hours so i give myself Right. I give myself limits around that so that I can go to sleep. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, okay. Now that sounds yeah. like a pretty a pretty healthy balance then of both of those things of going to sleep, but also allowing yourself to have the space to be creative. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not always easy, but you know, we have to have to have some type of structure because otherwise I probably would hardly ever sleep and that would be real bad. So well, this that's a nice segue into my, my next question is, so you've mentioned those things in terms of kind of having that balance and creating some time limits around stuff. There are entrepreneurs listening to this right now that are sleep deprived. I just know it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> what, resor- <laughs> what resources or tips would you have for the Black entrepreneurs listening 
who are exhausted but creative and balancing being a parent and they might even mm-hmm. have a full-time job somewhere else. I mean, just mm-hmm. help, help them, help them survive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will try. I will try my best <laughs> because I, I know, I definitely know what it's like. You know, I am an entrepreneur and I recently went back to a full-time job because there are business needs that need to happen. I have goals by uh, 2020 that I'm trying to accomplish. So I am in that category now. So um, one thing that I will say, and it just kind of piggybacks off of what we've already talked about, is to just set some some time frames or set some limits, even if that means, okay, let me get up 30 minutes earlier. If, if meditation or if yoga, something along those lines, it's helpful doing that not for the whole 30 minutes, but just allowing yourself to wake up and then meditating for about five or six minutes just on the things that you want to happen, the positive things that you want to happen in your business or just overall in life. Mm -hmm. And I think focusing on the positive will set the tone for the day. Mm -hmm. And it also gives us a surge of, uh, of energy in a way that we, we are um, in a space where we can deal with the stressors as well as, our business and the things that we want to accomplish. But as far as um, just entering to a state of rest or kind of calm, I would say trying to shut things down slowly but surely uh, about an hour or 45 minutes before you actually go to sleep. And if that's by way of diffusing, I know that diffusing, especially with black entrepreneurs, has become a staple right now because we're constantly looking for things that are holistic but that work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was one reason why I decided to come out with, not come out with, but decided to research about diffusing and essential oils. And that's what led me to uh, one of my blends, which is actually called Sleep Come Easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it helps with the relaxation process. Of course, I don't advise diffusing while you are asleep because it can cause an adverse effect. It can actually wake you up if it's running all during the night. Mm-hmm. But diffusing about 45 minutes before you go to sleep, and it, it just kind of helps to calm the mind. And just as, as a personal story, uh, my husband and I went through child loss uh, back in 2018. And that was actually what birthed my uh, diffuser collection because I could not sleep. It was no, le- no longer entrepreneurship. It was bereavement at this point and, and grieving. Mm-hmm. So that has helped along with my self-care is just saying that, hey, I need something that's going to assist. I've always been the type of of woman to say, well, no, I don't need that. I don't like to take medicine. I don't like to take pills. I still don't, Mm -hmm. but I use, I try to find alternative methods that will um, do the job. Now, I'm not saying that I won't won't ever take medication or anything, but I just always try to find nature's source as as a way of uh, assistance. And so essential oils are great when they're used properly. They helped me. Um, I still use them. Even if I like with my allergy situation now, I'll, I'll diffuse lightly, not during the whole day, but just throughout the day. But I think that that is a way it's non-invasive mm-hmm. and it's something that is, is not too costly, mm-hmm. uh, but it allows you to just kind of clear your space. I'm all about being in alignment and, and being, um, uh, in vibrational alignment with what it is that you want. So I think putting what we want in the forefront will help us. Right. And also realizing that we do need to take 
the moments for ourselves. We, yeah. you know, people that have full-time jobs, we are working to, um, to help with a goal for whatever the company is that we're working for. So it's important for us to kind of step aside and, and uh, make sure that we are aware of what we want, the things that we like, and do those things, mm -hmm. even if we can't do them every day, but set some time aside to take care of the things that we like to do, whether that's it's, if it's completely unrelated to your business. Like for me, I like to travel. I like to read. I, I like to uh, research about ingredients and it's not necessarily related to perfumery, but those are things that I enjoy. So just taking time to, to do those things uh, at least a couple times a week, if mm -hmm. not uh, for a few moments every day for right. yourself. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, I agree that it's important to sort of not lose you um, as you mm -hmm. as you build your business. Now, what would mm -hmm. you say are, um, in terms of essential oils, which scents are best for those who are trying to relax or trying to get to sleep? What, what are the preferred scents? Um, I would say lavender. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's, that's the top one. A lot of people, not a lot, but but some people that I've spoken with do not like the scent of lavender. It can be real pungent, real strong. Mm -hmm. So um, to balance that, uh, I guess, the potency of the lavender, I would say also um, African sandalwood, which is uh, the technical term is called muhuhu. Um, it's Kenyan, Kenyan wood. It's from Kenya, but it's really good as well. Chamomile is great. I wouldn't say just to diffuse a whole bunch of things at one time, I would start with about two or three different essential oils. So those would be my top three, lavender, um, African sandalwood, and chamomile, chamomile. because they, they, they're stress relievers and they also help to induce just the calmness, which in turn causes you to fall asleep because you're right. no longer stressed. Yeah. yeah, you're feeling more relaxed. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Wow, well, this has been fantastic. You have... Uh, I have the, you know, the pleasure of having this on record. So now I can listen to all these things that you said over and over again. <laughs> but these tips have been great. And I know that they've been helpful to those of us um, who are just tired, just tired and, mm -hmm. um, and are just trying to push through. And so I think this is a good reminder to all of us that you don't have to push through. You need to pause and stop and reevaluate your relationship with sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Make sure that that happens. So before we before we part, Chevalier, I must ask you, what does minding my black business mean to you? Minding my black business means the first thing that I think about is helping another black business, mm -hmm. because to me, that is minding minding your black business mm -hmm. or minding your black owned business is patronizing another business of color. And if you have resources that will help that business, whether it's related to your field or not, don't be stingy to share mm -hmm. because we're all trying to get somewhere and it's enough room at the table for all of us to pull up a chair and glean from someone else. So that's, that's what it means to me is by uh, each one teach one, so to speak. When you learn something, don't, don't be hesitant to share it with another fellow business owner, another fellow black business owner to help them because we all go through things in life, entrepreneurship wise or just in life as a whole to help somebody else. So that's in short, that's, that's exactly what it means to me. Absolutely. We are in this together. I love that. 
Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, thank you. This has been such a pleasure. You have just dropped such wonderful notes for us. Um, so thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.